Welcome to the Happy Psychic Podcast with me, your guiding light, Gemma Lonsdale. I'm a clairvoyant life coach and two-time breast cancer survivor. And with this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey of healing and personal growth. We're also going to explore the spirit realm together and what it's like to be a clairvoyant medium. So welcome to this week's episode of Happy Psychic. And I am joined this week by Rhiannon Hines. Welcome, Rhiannon. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Gemma. It's so awesome to be here. Yes, it's very good to have you here. Now, you are on the opposite side of the world to me. Whereabouts are you today? So I am in Margaret River in Western Australia. So I'm about a three and a half hour drive south of Perth. So I'm very isolated. (laughs) I'm in a very isolated (laughs) place in the world. But it's it's very beautiful here. That's sometimes a good thing, though, isolation. Uh, if it feels right for me right now that's, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's all it counts now I understand that earlier on in your career you were you had a yoga studio you were a body worker um so tell us a little bit more about how you even went into that before you ended up to where you are now which is your authoring and your energy practitioner training yeah energy sure practitioner. Yeah. sure I'd love to so everything has built on one one thing at a time it's like I wouldn't be where I am now without every little piece of my past being exactly where it was and um so when I was 17 and I first left school I was like quite academic and I was very wanting to achieve and approve get everyone's approval and do a really good job at life so I left school and I did accounting and at university because that just felt like it would be a good idea. So I did that and I got a, a scholarship and a job that was like aligned with that whole industry. And this is at a really young age, like 18, I was getting a train into the city, doing this accounting thing, doing this uni thing. And I was like, if this is my life, I want to die. I just felt like I can't do this. This is, I can't do this existence. And it was very obvious to me that I had to do a path that was somewhere on the opposite end of the spectrum so I did one semester of accounting (laughs) and then I left and then I was like what can I do that is the opposite of sitting by myself looking at numbers and I was like I think just being with people putting my hands on someone's body so I I did remedial massage like so this is pretty much straight out of school I did remedial massage and like aromatherapy and reflexology and all these bodywork modalities and I, I really really enjoyed it and what I was learning was very physical all of my trainings were very in the physical and lots around like sports and remedial therapy but I found that the the times that I was enjoying my work the most were when people just wanted me to indulge them with love, you know, like people wanted to come in and relax. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I just wanted to close my eyes and I put nice music on. I wanted to just give them love, like with my presence. And I noticed from a really young age that if my mind wasn't busy when I was massaging and I was just with them 100% with my presence, that they were having these really beautiful experiences. Um, so I, when I was 23, then I was lecturing in remedial massage. Like, luckily I I found this path really young. So it seems like I did everything at a really young age. But, um, again, when I was lecturing, it was at like a, more like a sports massage remedial type 
college. And with my students, I just wanted to like sit them down and, and talk them through the magic of presence when you're massaging. I just wanted to share that, that revelation that had come to me around how you can really make an impact through your body work. So I quickly like moved on really from that college because it didn't serve me and, and an opportunity opened an opportunity opened literally a month after I'd done a yoga teacher training. So I'd done the yoga teacher training alongside working in remedial massage. And it was meant to be just for me, you know, everyone that does a teacher mm -hmm. training, it's like, I don't want to be a yoga teacher. I just want to do it for me. So I was just kind of in that mindset. And then this guy at my work, this guy at the college, he was like, I've just opened a gym and there's this space out the back of the gym and I don't know what to do with it. It's like I need a yoga studio or a Pilates studio there. And I was like, what? This feels like it's for me, but I've only taught like two yoga classes. It can't be for me. I would be a total fraud if I opened a studio right now. But I went and looked at the space anyway, and I got these like goosebumps, like this electricity through my body. And it's like I now know that that is spirit like do it. <laughs> and that was the first time that I kind of got that, that electricity. And I was like, I am so scared. I do not want to open a studio. What if it fails? Blah, blah, blah. But I did it. And I opened the studio and I left my job to do that, to start this business. And it just went, it just went, it just went really, really well because there wasn't anyone really doing what that was at the time in my in, in my hometown in my city of Perth and that's allowing people to find freedom on their yoga mats so it's also like offering a sequence but then inviting intuitive movement in and inviting like play in and um play through the body play through music play through like whatever it was for that teacher and people were, were longing for that and I then opened a second studio and then we started to do teacher trainings so I found as well in my, in my yoga teaching that my most authentic truth, my most magical moments were like in Shavasana, you know, at the end when you're laying down after yoga and I would just like want to put my hands on some people's bodies, like some people's hearts and just rest my hands on their chest. And it would, I always pick the right person. I would get the tear rolling down their cheek, you know, when you just know. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is where I want my energy to be. And I um, was channeling more and more at this time as well and starting to channel for my friends and my family, starting to, like, bring my magic of my bodywork back. And it just evolved. The bodywork basically dropped out completely and I started to just only work in the energetic realm because, as I noticed at the start, it was my presence that was creating change. Mm -hmm. So I just was bringing that aspect of my work in with my channeling and allowing myself to just forget everything that I've learned. Like just allowing myself to just forget everything and just to do what my heart was telling me to do with every single client. And over the years that's become wilder and freer and it's now it involves my voice, it involves instruments and always my presence and and that's where I'm at now and now I'm teaching this style of energy work so that's the journey <clears throat> yeah that's amazing I you know what I can totally resonate with that actually as well from my personal journey because I find that there are so many teachers out there that teach us how to do a certain thing a certain way or you know are quite like rigid 
you know, programs almost and how we're taught. But actually, if we listen to that voice inside of us and to spirit and to where we're being guided and what we're being guided to do, like spirit is our greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. They will really teach us. And then now you have that, you're able to give people the framework in order to take that on and do it themselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Spirit is absolutely the only teacher, isn't it? And it's like the the modalities, the like the the systemized programs, I feel that they empower us with confidence. Mm-hmm. Then once we get that transmission and it's integrated it's our job then to the next initiation is to let it go <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely without a doubt I know because I um did Yusui Reiki and I'm a Reiki mm. master but I don't do Reiki the way that I was taught and in fact I don't even call it Reiki anymore I just call it energy yeah. healing and I don't follow yeah. that structure. I just do whatever spirit are telling me to do at that particular time. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful. I feel yeah. like Reiki is such a powerful initiator for so many healers, you know, to give us. My mom's a Reiki master as well. So I've received her magic mm-hmm. her transmissions of that mm-hmm. over my through my life. And um, <clears throat> it gives us that permission, doesn't it, Reiki, to to yeah. call ourselves a healer like to to allow us to recognize that we're conduits for divine energy yeah. and once we know that we are that conduit then it's like oh yeah. I can let that word go <laughs> yeah very much so oh that's amazing now I am very um intrigued about your um intuitive channeling that you do as well like mm. uh, you did talk a little bit about you know getting more into your channeling and channeling for other people but was there a particular point that you reached where you realized that you were a channel or is that something you've always really been aware of yeah that's there was a particular point. There was a definitely a particular point. I know that as a child, I was very sensitive and very, very sensitive, but also very like had this amazing ability to observe my experience as a human, as a child. And it almost felt like I would get thrown out of my body and be almost confused about where I was or who I was. I remember feeling that as a child. I thought, who is Rhiannon? And it would be quite trippy and I still get it now. Um, So I remember having that beautiful connection to my higher self, I suppose, that my soul aspect as a child, obviously I didn't didn't associate it with being that at the time. But then I definitely forgot that magic and it was – when I started to dive into yoga really, really intensely, because when I dived into yoga, I dived into meditation. And I really, when I say dived into it, I re- it was my entire existence. And with that, I, I changed what I was eating. I changed my lifestyle. I was very committed to my spiritual practice. And I was spending a lot of time mastering my mind, like, mastering that monkey mind to be able to get to a point where I wasn't really thinking about anything useless at all I was having really productive thoughts or or a lot of productive thoughts or um, future manifestation thoughts or I was pretty clear basically and then at that point I so this is maybe like seven years ago right and then at that point I was playing with oracle cards, playing with tarot cards and starting to explore the tarot. 
but I, my memory is just was not good with it. I just couldn't remember what the tarot cards meant. Oh my God. And I tried to study. I tried to study. I just couldn't remember. But the more I use these cards, the more I felt them. It's like, and they, I felt that they were an extension of me and it was, I needed to, to not be able to remember the book because this was my initiation. <coughs> As I was using the deck, I was, I just knew what each card was telling me. I closed my eyes and I would get this voice through my higher mind, um, like a divine thought form from a clear mind. So like, you know, that higher communication. And I would be told what the transmission was for that card. And at the start, I was like, I wonder if that's true. But I started to then trust and the trust started to take it to the new, to the next level. And this kind of, I guess it was a very clear audience at the start, this very clear audience voice came through with my cards. And then the cards, I realized they were just talking points. I didn't need them. So I got rid of the cards and then started to make the talking points my own line of questioning. And yeah, so I was doing like tarot and readings for people for a while and something didn't feel in full alignment. I was like, hmm, this isn't my this isn't my calling. This isn't the best use of my ability to channel. And then when my channeling went to the next level was when I realized that I could channel for people before their session. And yeah. I would be told exactly how to work with them beyond their stories, beyond their ideas and their attachments mm -hmm. to the outcome. And I would be told like multidimensional representations of what needed to move, you know, like this woman, she's holding like a stone in her womb and she's gonna you know she needs to help you need to help her birth it out of her womb and that's going to clear ancestral trauma and I would just be okay and every single time I would channel I would 100% always roll with it and my sessions started to get so profound because there was no agenda from my own mind or their own mind mm -hmm. yeah so that's my channeling now that's amazing. And your book, did you channel your book as well? You've got a new book coming out, The Keepers of the Light Codes, coming out in October, everybody. Um, so how did that book come about? And apologies, everybody. I have a bit of a cold at the minute, so um, I keep coughing. So apologies. <laughs> oh, you're doing well. There's nothing, there's nothing worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, so the book comes out on October 1st and it yeah it is a it's a channeled book it's <clears throat> I didn't intend to write a book it would if someone would have told me I was to write a book I would have said that sounds way too hard <laughs> mm. but um like when when I would put my kids to bed a couple of years ago I would really enjoy just sitting in a room by myself because at this point my husband was working away and I would just go into this really nice cozy room and have a cup of tea and I'd get out my journal and I would just start to um, tune in and just write, just listen. And I would just write a few pages a night and then go to bed. And then over time I realised that each page, each night that I was doing it, there was, uh, there was a flow on from the last. And then I started, to, I stopped doing it in my journal because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to rewrite all of this. And I started just doing it on my computer. And then when I started doing it on my computer, Spirit was just like, okay, she's taking this seriously now. And then it was like, blah, 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 and I had no time to stop. And then it became very clear after a couple of months that this was a book. And then once I had that motivation, nothing could stop me. I was just obsessed. And anytime 
I got that feeling like spirit was trying to connect. I just went straight to my computer and just write. <laughs> and just that was it. And that's how it came about. And so tell me yeah. about what, like, what is the book about? Tell us a bit about the book. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a beautiful and interesting topic. That's probably going to challenge, challenge us all a lot. Um, so it's an invitation, right, to remember your mastery, to initiate your mastery. And it's come now at this point in 2022 because so many of us have been on this spiritual journey for a long time, probably, or you definitely have, I have, and probably a lot of your listeners have. You know, so we've been working through our traumas, working, uh, working on our shadow aspect, working on mind mastery, and then it gets to a point in your ascension, in your self-realization where it's like, okay, is this still a journey from A to B? Is this still a linear journey or is there a different way that I can approach this now where I realize that in this present moment, I'm it, like I'm done. And then that is just a change in energy. That's a change in perception. And if you're it, if you're done, if you're healed, if you're realized, does it change the way you approach your life? Does it change the way you approach today? And the answer is like, yes, it changes a hell of a lot. So the book is a series of nine lessons and 28 initiations. And each one systematically peels back any resistance that we have to that notion, any resistance that we have to to remembering our mastery so the practices the initiations they are they are practical uh, they are a practical um transmission of releasing that resistance <clears throat> so it's really about getting us back to who we are or who, who we are on a soul level really yeah and <clears throat> it's also about it's also about stepping into our, high, our highest purpose, right? So on the spiritual path, on the spiritual journey, a lot of it is self, about ourself, right? Like how can I heal more? How can I, how can I have a better life? How can I find more joy? And when we go from 3D kind of asleep <laughs> people yeah. in the dream spell, we need to focus on ourselves because we need to peel back these veils one at a time. We need to learn to love every aspect of ourselves. It needs to be focused like that. But then when we get to a point where we can realize that, as you say, we are perfect, we are whole, we are done, then our focus turns outward. Our focus turns outward into service. How can I best serve this humanity to help anchor heaven on earth? And then we remember when we when we set that intention, we are assisted with our divine purpose, however that looks in any moment. And then once we step into the the life path of fulfilling that purpose day by day, then we're always going to heal anything that we need to, uh, anything that's going to challenge us or resist that purpose is going to show up for healing. So it's not like a it's not like a, a turning away from our own personal healing, but it's a turning outward to, to look into service and then to ask, how can I best fulfill that mission? And anything that isn't in alignment with that mission, bring it to light now so that I can love it into wholeness. 
So the book is an invitation for humanity to remember our own unique soul gifts so that we can live them out as our divine mission here as loving human beings and so that we can change this planet that is that is so ready to change and is already changing that's why we're here that's why we're here why you've been working so hard all these years to get to this point (laughs) to help others help us change that's amazing so and your book's out on October 1st yeah yeah yep. um where would people be able to buy your book so i'll keep it easy you can pr- probably get it any online store but just head to amazon and grab it there yeah okay fab. Yeah. now you also do um training as well on via your website yeah. for energy work energy practitioner yeah yeah so yeah, so this is my my work that brings me so much joy and it's something that's expanding and growing very rapidly at the moment because I want to share the method that I've cultivated over all these years. Like as I explained before, when I channel before people come, I'm given this like personalised instruction manual for how to create the deepest and most profound change possible for that person at that time with that intention that's what I ask for in my channeling and that's what I'm given and then I follow that 100% so when when someone walks through the door it doesn't matter what their story is it doesn't matter what they want from the session I follow the instructions and do that and then Beyond anything that they can control, there is a response in their body. There is a response. There is a, a, a the traumas that are ready to be activated and, and loved and released are the aspect of themselves that is ready to be initiated and step up is whatever they are ready for and whatever spirit needs from them right then and there it happens because that's the intention. So this is a method that has been gifted to me, I guess. It's been, I've been guided to it and it's it's so, so embedded in what I do and who I am now that I just have to share it with people because there are, as we discussed before, as you mentioned, like there are so many healers, Reiki practitioners, and they're limited by um, by their modality, I guess. They're limited by a fixed modality and and they want to break free. Like so many healers have this huge restriction at the throat chakra because they want to sing. They want to get a drum. They want to tone. They want to, they know that their client needs to release a roar, but they don't know how to guide them into it. There's so many intuitive healers that know this on some level and they don't know how to act it out or embody it or, or take their clients there. So this is a modality that I've created to to give healers or aspiring healers permission to really take their clients into the deepest layers of their healing, the deepest layers of their transformation through channeling, through breath, through multidimensional visualization, through sound of the voice, sound of instruments. And, And yeah, it's really amazing to witness how people who don't even think they can channel, who don't even think they're intuitive, 
are figuring out and starting to channel, starting to get these amazing insights into their clients before they've even met them. And yeah, that's, that's the work that I'm doing right now. That's amazing. That's really, really amazing. So how can people find you online? Well, as we discussed, I'm having a bit, I'm having a bit of a website <laughs> meltdown today, so I feel nervous to even say the site, but I'll say it. So it's riannonhines.com. I, I think by the time this airs, it should be well and truly yeah, It'll be fine. I'm confident that it will be. I'm confident <laughs> that it will be. And then what about um, on the socials? Where can people find yeah, you on so social Rihanna media? Hines, riannonhines.com or just head to my Instagram, which is riannonhines, and there you can get access to all of my links to check out my book and to join my um, my practitioner training, which right now is um, online. But next year there's going to be retreat, seven-day retreat um, practitioner certifications as well. So That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, well, it has been so good speaking to you today. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm looking forward to see the success of the book whenever it comes out. Oh, thank you, Gemma. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so beautiful to chat. Thank you much for joining. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you could leave some feedback or rate the show, it would be a big help for other potential listeners. And don't forget to follow or subscribe so you receive a notification when I've added a new episode. You can also follow me on both Facebook and Instagram at Gemma Lonsdale Guru and the website is guidinglight.guru. Thank you.